I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek of pop culture show, broadcasting Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back with the One Good Scare commentary series. And since this is the third entry in our One Good Scare commentary series, that means we're talking about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Now, if I'm talking about Halloween, i got to have my co-host with me, Mr. Mike Wilson. How are you doing, Mike? What's happening, folks? How you doing? Still alive out there? I hope so. I hope everybody's staying safe and everything. Now I know on the most recent episode, please rewind. I I dropped uh, uh, right before we were doing the plugs at the end of the episode. Uh, my co-host Jamie asked me where this episode was, what was taking so long, and I had mentioned like, oh, because you had a recent coworker that came in contact with somebody who was not uh, a coworker, a fucking outside contractor. Outside con- twice, twice. <laughs> Two separate occasions, an outside contractor tested positive, and we were told days later. Yeah. So, and this particular one, at least for the last two weeks, I came into contact with personally. Um, fucking, our, God, where I work is so lax about it, and like we didn't find this out until like five days later, so I didn't get tested, but I have had no symptoms. No one I've come in contact with has had no symptoms. None of my coworkers have had no symptoms, and no one they've come in contact with have had any symptoms. So... Yeah, I think we're, I think we're good. I think he must have gotten it after the fact, after I was around. But gonna, just to stay safe, safe. Yeah, knock on wood for that one and everything. I hope nobody I've, I've contact with has had it either. So I just find it funny we were going to do this one early and get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, now we're like a week removed from the end of the month and Halloween. Right. No. So this will be coming out a few days before Halloween because I usually drop this on Tuesdays. Uh, so if you listen to this on the day it came out, uh, congrats on you. Uh, and if you're a listener, please rewind. I hope now you have the full complete story of the saga of what took so long to get us to record this episode all the bullshit involved yeah and but i we we strive for authenticity not saying that recording remotely is not authentic but there's something about the banter between the two of us when we're in person that really adds to our podcast well also for a commentary that requires so much on exact timing i think the latency between you know, our internet connections and the movie itself would have screwed things up. Yeah, I mean, to the point that uh, the one, the podcast I'm part of, like uh, on the network that I'm part of, Holy Batcast, they did a commentary track where it's three different people on three different continents. Um, and one of them is uh, PAL, where the other two were NTSC. Mm-hmm. And so that being at 25 frames per second versus 24. And like he just got a little bit ahead, a little bit a, a few a few times throughout the episode. He's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a few seconds ahead of you guys." There you go. I, I personally, when I do commentaries, I'm like really sensitive to timing and everything. I'm glad, based on the feedback we've gotten, I feel like we've been able to really get it down to where you at home can time it just right. Yes, I mean, like that's what the your I think that's a highlight of you is you're very time sensitive when it comes to uh, especially humor as well. That, okay, because <laughs> that's the thing. It's like I listen to like fan commentary tracks and stuff, and sometimes I get a little off with it, and it's just like, oh. wait a minute, and it, it throws me off because I feel like I have to rewind for exact timing, and then I get everything gets out of whack. 
Right. But hopefully we won't get out of whack uh, in terms of this uh, commentary because we have a very specific way of how we're going to try and sync it up. If you want to sync up your copy of Halloween 3 Season of the Witch with our commentary track. Now, Mike, how would people be able to do that? All right. Well, we are watching the 2012 Shout Factory Blu-ray release of Halloween 3. Uh, y'all at home can watch it on whatever you want. If you have it on videotape, DVD, Blu-ray, streaming, whatever you'd like. Uh, I just want to say, if you are watching it that's not on the Shout Factory release, let us know if you have subtitles or not. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> this release has no subtitles. Because, like, we had the volume really low so we could at least hear it, and you guys won't be able to pick up on, hopefully. But we like to have the, the subtitles on just in case. So we could, you know, read actual lines and, and go about them, you know? But, like, maybe that's just the... Maybe it's just because of this movie that nobody, like, at the time, Universal didn't give a shit about this movie because it performed so poorly and they didn't care about the packaging. I don't know. No, this was through Shout Factory. Shout Factory gives a shit about what they do. I know. That's why. So much so they only put a fucking 2.0 stereo track on here. Uh, That's all. No surround sound either. It it is baffling. Yeah. But anywho, um, the way we are going to do it is if you have a frame-by-frame forward and reverse feature on whatever you are using. That is the best way to do it. We are syncing it up when the Universal logo appears. Pause it at the very first frame that the line and MCA company begins to fade in. On this particular release, it is at at six seconds. Uh, For everyone else out there, that may vary. Like I said, if if you have the frame-by-frame forward and reverse, that is the best. It is literally... The frame when an MCA company is very faintly starting to appear. Yeah, if you see it, like it's more a detailed thing, just go back and to the left and make sure it's the. It's you were waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> for a good 30 seconds while you're doing your explanation. Yes. If you don't have the frame by frame forward and reverse, just do your best and hopefully. But we, you want to time this exactly when the Universal and MCA company first, like, the the frame it's begins fading in, mm-hmm. where the frame before it is not there at all. The frame you want to pause it at is where it says, is very faint. Okay. Back. So pause this commentary, take a moment to do that, and whenever you're ready. All right. So we're going to count down, and then we'll, we'll count down from five, and then we're going to say press play now. When we say press play now, that means... I'm going to say five, four, th- five, four three, two, one, play. Yes. And hit play as soon as we say the p in play yes okay so i'm ready i am ready after you you're doing the countdown sir All right five four three two one play there we go Universal. For, those, for those of you at home that weren't that weren't just listening to our editing it took us about three tries because my fucking player was being an asshole to yeah. actually sync that up ourselves so uh but there we go we got this analog footage here Oh god, I I absolutely adore this score. I think the first time I saw this was on Sci-Fi Channel in either like ninety nine or two thousand. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, that does not surprise me because it's probably so easy to get the rights to broadcast this because Universal probably didn't give a shit. I remember not giving a shit to rent it at, when I was renting all the other ones because it it didn't have Michael Myers in it, so it's like. WTF, bro? <laughs> WTF, mate? And Dan O'Hurley. As, Dan O'Hurley. As, as the Cochran. old man. As the old man. <laughs> Dick! I'm very disappointed with you. Dick! Maybe what we need is a fresh perspective. He needed a henchman named Dick. Just we go, Dick! 
<laughs> you know, five years before. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, if you've looked at um, the credits so far, many of the old uh, the old Halloween team still here. You know, I believe this was Dean Kundi. Yes, cinematography. Tommy Lee Wallace directed this time. He went up. Alan Howarth continued assisting on the movie on the music, and this uh, score and all the other Halloween movies Alan Howarth did is available on his Spotify, and they're really awesome. Yeah, uh, this one is along with Prince of Darkness is like one of the go to scores I listen to uh, when I'm writing uh, because it's just so atmospheric and it's not. It's not scene-specific. Like, if you try to write to a John Williams score, you're just going to imagine the scenes that it's meant for. Or when you're blonde, the back as executive producer. Yeah, and it's, you have to imagine that Tommy Lee Wallace passed on doing Halloween 2. Because even he knew that he was not impressed with the script for Halloween 2 that Carpenter had churned out. And so he ended up doing... Writing and directing. Right, but like he also... I think that was an... Um, they had spoken to the guys who did, like, the author who did, like, a bunch of the Quartermass movies prior. The Atari pumpkin has fully formed. <laughs> the Apple II pumpkin. Oh. <laughs> I mean, <that's> Steve <laughs> if Jobs. you have epilepsy, alert your, avert your eyes right now. <laughs> I, I'm sure like, this probably would come with a warning now for light-sensitive uh, individuals. I wonder if when epileptic people watch this, bugs come out of their head. Oh. No, they, come, they go running out of the house, much like how this person is going to come running out of the darkness. No, this is not northern. Is this still northern? Shot- I know mo- a lot of the opening of the movie, was sh- like the first act was shot in South Pass. This is probably... I, I didn't watch Horrors Hollow Grounds before this. Ah, uh, this we have, we have disappointed the fans yet again. Yep. What else is new? Yep. But uh, he's this, running... Like 20 times in a row? Uh-huh. Uh, here's an old man with better cardio than me. Yeah, he's running like the uh, student loan officers behind him. Well, it turns out it's actually the old man from the Drowning Pool Bodies video. Really? <laughs> Doing his best Kramer cosplay. No, not... <laughs> I'm kidding. I fell for it. I was going to say, like, uh, you could have convinced me. Because I was like, maybe one of the last music videos I ever saw on MTV. He's running fast. Not he's running fast because nothing wrong with me. God, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know how many weeks I've been fucking waiting to make that joke? Fucker. And you give me shit for bringing it, like planning a joke for this episode. That was my A material too. See, no one wants to let you in. Oh man. Yeah, I can never figure out what time signature this song is because it's like changing constantly. Hmm. I think it's like in like three four and then two four. It's so weird, alternating. Hmm. And he's running like a truant officers after him. But even though it's not directed by Carpenter, but Cundy brings oh. a game when it comes to. Staging these scenes well, and yeah, lighting everything. That's the thing. It, it, it's not directed by Carpenter, but it's still the team. Yeah. You know, the the Hol- I call it like the Halloween trilogy team. The the ones originally behind it that, you know, are pretty much responsible for its distinctive style and making it, you know, look and feel as it does and sound as it does. Mm-hmm. But, like, what was your reaction the first time you saw it on the Sci-Fi Channel? Um... I don't know. I mean, I didn't dislike it, but at the same time, it didn't like stand out 
amazingly to me. It's mm-hmm. like it, it was basically it was a movie I'd watch again, you know. Right. I mean, I I recognize like watching it. I saw like the influence of the Halloween theme. Like I'm hearing the music, and it's just like, oh, this is like so almost the Halloween theme, but not the Halloween two version of the score, but not you know. Yeah, I think this track is Cherry to Pumpkins. I think that's the opening yeah. track on it. Huh? Oh no! That looked mildly inconvenient. Yeah, I was going to say, like you were being crushed to death. Well, he's a robot, so whoops! Spoilers. Oh, spoilers. spoilers for this for this almost forty-year-old movie. Oh man! And yeah. it's so funny because what Carpenter had in mind for Myers in the first movie was very much based off Westworld. So now we have have like almost legit Westworld robots in this one. Yeah. All it's missing is Yul Brenner saying "draw." Imagine if they got Yul Brenner. Was Yul Brenner still alive by this point? Uh, I do not know that. If he was, I'm like, he probably couldn't have been that hard to get Yul Brenner if you really wanted him. Too, he's too badass not to. Yes. I mean, he has a sense to say, I mean, he was the king of Siam. One hour later, do we really need to know that? We we, we know it's later. Yeah. And it's just, I think it's the same gas station as in the fog. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Important exposition that you'll probably miss the first exposition, time. Exposition, exposition. I know you'd like a screenwriter. You want to bury the exposition as much as possible. However, this was kind of important for later on. Yeah, that also Stonehenge. <laughs> Imagine if they accidentally just stole uh, Spinal Tap's little shitty Stonehenge. I was gonna say, like, I was remembering the line from Michael McKee, like, "We're not upset because the performance is not well. We're upset because Stonehenge, our prop Stonehenge, was in threat of being squashed." By a dwarf. <laughs> oh, everybody's favorite song. I, I sang this in the last like, Rewind episode, and my co-host is like, I'm going to kill you now, because that's going to be stuck in my head for days. How many people want to kill you now? Um, I'm, it's a long list. It's, it's just growing by the day. More than, I, more than the amount of people that want to kill Harry Grimbridge, who's <laughs> running away from the robots. I mean, depending on how this podcast goes, you may end up uh, trying to throttle me. I may throttle you on the podcast, so stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. You may hear Tim's death rattle. <laughs> and like, no, not the death rattle pants hair on the SpongeBob episode. Well, yeah, as I look at the the Halloween masks on there, I, I do remember that was one kind of little point of contention because it, it, it's like I like th- I do like this movie a lot. Yes. But there are a lot of things that kind of like – little details I feel aren't fully fleshed out that kind of take me out of the movie, like the big giveaway. Like, what? okay, what could be so important, you know, that every kid is going to buy these and – and how does it work with time zones and stuff? Like, that's something a lot of people have said. Like, at least, like, the kids on South Park built a ladder to heaven to see Kenny because they were going to get a candy shopping spree. Like, tell me what the big giveaway here is, you know? Right. And with the mask, it's like the three most, I don't want to say stereotypical Halloween mask, but a pumpkin, a witch, and a skull. Like Those are the most identifiable signatures yeah. of Halloween, but it's also public domain. It's not something they have to pay for. Yeah, but what makes them so incredibly special that all the kids have to, you know, buy these things? And, uh, unless and, it's like it's like mass hypnosis. Well, what I discovered, I, we talked about this in our Halloween Tricks and Treats episode when I read the novelizations, the big draw to them, it was their incredible lifelike detail. Yeah. You know, how like amazing the detail is, almost to the point where they were hinting at the idea that this was almost like made from human flesh like it's so real Mm -hmm. like that like that aspect never went anywhere but that was kind of the vibe they were giving you like there's such an amazing amazingly incredibly detailed high quality halloween mask and sold for so cheap that how could you not want them you know right 
And here is the definition of sex appeal himself, Tom mm, Atkins. Tom Atkins. Yeah. When he in like his late fifties at this point? And yeah. He can still beg a woman like thirty years younger than him. Uh, right. And here's frumpy housewife. Oh my who god! Left him. <laughs> yeah, you're you're uh, your favorite actress of all time. She's not a bad actress. It's just I, I wish during the production of Halloween, John Carpenter and catering would have fed her. Oh jeez. Don't body shame. Oh, she looks good. I think she looks better in this movie than she did in Halloween. True. And it's a couple of years later. Even but dressed they do, as the frumpy housewife. They, she do, they do dress her like kind of like an old maid here, a little bit, she, unfortunately. Looks like she beats her kids just for, for like eating their breakfast wrong. <laughs> oh, like, my you're, God. You're holding the, the fork wrong, and then she sticks the fork in their ass. Oh God, it's back! <laughs> I was watching a lot of old episodes of The Simpsons, like I was telling you before. But I forgot how many episodes just start with just the kids inches away from the TV, looking like zombies at them, and like, oh yeah, I remember this. Was such a I big did it thing. when I was a kid. Yeah, like, but that was like one of the biggest controversies of the show, just showing kids to be such. Uh, Zombies to the television. Well, that was also back when, you know, it wasn't practical to have a 55-inch TV, because if you did that, it would take, like, 10 people to carry out of your house. Right. You know? You buy that with a... You get, you get a free hernia when you get a TV yeah, like that. Yeah, you, you always had, like, a small TV. Like, I thought that the TV I had growing up was huge, and, like, I remember it, and it's no bigger than the TV we're looking at right now. Um, I remember a, a few weeks ago, I saw a meme. It was, like, a... It shows a flat-screen TV. It's like, you put this down in... Gently, because the hopes you think you're gonna break it. And then it shows a CRTV behind CRT underneath it. And so like, you put this down gently because you think you're gonna break the glass table you're putting it on. Mm-hmm. Nothing it's- wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's just like, "All right, here we go, here we go, here we go." And there goes go. Lamont. He's leaving. He's going back to Sanford's garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'm just... Ain't I trying to kill you, you big dummy? <laughs> oh, Why'd you take that old man to the hospital, you big dummy? Lamont, <laughs> don't do anything for anybody. Oh, God, that's going to get me canceled. And the fucking uh, uh, Silver Shamrock bots come to him. Gloria, I'm coming! <laughs> Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Who, who's Gloria? She, was that was that the aunt? That I he, think that was the aunt. Fuck. I, was it that the, his sister-in-law? That, his like, sister-in-law that he always made fun of. Right. He throw her in the path. Oh my god! Like it's like <laughs> for a minor, for any kind of minor inconvenience to him, he would throw her in front of a uh, movie uh, car. The silver shamrock bots. <laughs> <laughs> Take my sister-in-law. Oh jeez. I don't watch enough of that show. No, I love Sanford and Son, but I don't I, definitely I like, don't watch enough of that. You I maybe have me TV because of YouTube uh, TV. I probably have I, well. I know I have a uh, cozy TV because that's like a broadcast channel, and that I think that shows reruns. But another Halloween movie. Anyway, back hospital. to the movie we're watching. Sorry, I'm oh, sorry. Our Sanford and Son, uh, our Sanford and Son discussion. Yeah, our Sanford and Son commentary. If you want us to cover the Sanford and Son show, let us know in the comments below. And Tom Atkins is like, all right. Why didn't he just go home now? It's like it never, he he's still him. on. I think he's still on call. Yeah, but everything's under control yeah. until the robot man comes in. <laughs> until the robot, <laughs> just like humanity, everything's under control until the robots show up. Yeah, so it's like go pick up your kids. It's probably not that late. 
Do you know if I like if I was had the chance to reboot Terminator movies again, um, I would just have all the Terminators look like Steve Jobs. If I had a chance to reboot the Terminator franchise, you I would wouldn't. pass. <laughs> <laughs> I would pass, or I'd just fully remake it. Or I don't. I don't know. It was remade. It was called Terminator Genesis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that worked successfully. Uh, it was on Telemundo earlier today. <laughs> We were, I just want to watch it just to see someone do a Schwarzenegger accent with Spanish lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uno más, por favor. ¿Dónde está, Sericana? How do you say fuck you, asshole, in Spanish? Uh, <laughs> Leave it in the comments. Yes. And, and then speak it in our voice. Uh-oh. And He's going to punch him in the face uh, uh, or poke ooh. his eyes out. Or... Hey, Mo. Oof. Uh. Now, this was heavily censored most yes. of the times I have watched this. Like, I thought he just, like, crushed his cheeks or something, uh, you know? Didn't. Oh. Nope. Oh. 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 He gave him a free nose job. Uh. <laughs> Ooh. be funny his all the robots were uh, the Three Stooges. <laughs> toes curled and everything. Oh. Didn't take the mask with him. No. Like, if you're that... Um, Worried about uh, destroying evidence, you probably would take the mask with you. Uh oh. Whatever the fuck I want to, old lady. He's like, excuse me. I remember on our episode we got into an argument because I thought that, that this guy was Dick Warlock and I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awake. Don't worry. I wasn't asleep at the wheel. As Tom Atkins goes to search what's the cause of the, the screams. I mean, just I bet, uh, speak. Like, where's security? Oh, and you know, they, kill, they killed him. <laughs> Mr. Garrett, he's dead. I was going to say, Mr. Garrett's dead. Old hammerhead. There's security. They're calling in from the booth yeah, now. phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish it was a telemarketer. I'd answer it. <laughs> you just go full cornet on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All over my face. Oh, I was gonna say you, you're hot, man. Like, oh Jesus! Now he's really hot. Huh? Yeah, that's what would happen. The car would explode. No, it would just keep burning. Well, it's movies. I know it's movies. If a car, well, uh, it, unless he was driving a Pinto. I, I, honest to God, I think that movie movie cars are manufactured the exact same way Pintos were on purpose. It's like everyone in every movie universe drives a Pinto, or the Pinto was such a success that every car manufacturer adopted its methods. Yeah, like the, all action, all movies take place on Earth where the Pinto was a success, and you can get henchmen out of a catalog. And if you die, you don't lose any of the color in your skin. No. Unless it's the super realistic uh, Earth. Oh, wait. Why is he bothering to, like, call when he was just about to take a nap? <laughs> That's when Barney Fife uh, uh, walking back and forth with the mask. Can I keep this? <laughs> I'm just noticing the fire. Uh, it's Ugly Bob from South Park. That's why. That's why he's blurred in the foreground. Uh, Hello, Ugly Bob. My God, you're looking hideously ugly today, Ugly Bob. 
Ugly Bob, your face looks like someone tried to put out a forest fire with a screwdriver. <laughs> because you're goddamn ugly, Bob. Ugly, Bob. Silver shamrock. This may be important. This may be maybe important. He, you know what? Maybe this is just one big shoplifting misunderstanding. <laughs> maybe he walked out with the mask forgetting to pay, and then it's just like the most hardcore mask shop in town. It's the. It's like the that kid in Home Alone when they goes chasing after Macaulay Culkin from stealing the toothbrush. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the same uh, company. The same company, except they decided to up their up their game. Um, wouldn't they have taken those pieces with them in the car? Or you always, off leave, the- you always leave burning wreckage around. This is this is Michigan. <laughs> no, it's Northern California. Oh yes. Now we know who really causes all those forest fires in California. It's robots. Here's 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 the odd part about. All right, do we want to speak about a little bit about the ending first now? When Ellie is turned into a robot or whatever, there's, yeah. There's the debate: was she a robot all along? Was I don't Blade Runner all of a sudden. Well, I feel like that's kind of an an impression I get. Like, when was she turned into a robot? How was she turned into a robot? I, was I was she always a robot. I was under the impression when they were captured and they were separated. That's when the switch happened and they turned the real Ellie into soil and green. Or they had some way of like manufacturing robot people quickly and efficiently. Like you have the base. Like like the innards were all like the fucking Terminator endoskeleton that's pre-made. Yes. And, you know, similar to that concept. So like, so Ellie is Rachel from Blade Runner. That's what you're suspecting? I don't know. I sometimes get that impression. I don't think that that was ever meant to be the case, but I kind of sometimes get that impression. And I think to myself, like, that probably doesn't work because then why the fuck would she, you know, come here, stick around, like... Why lure him there? Because, Why didn't yes, she kill him? Because, because the movie hinges on Dr. Chalice not being able to fucking deal with this and having wanting to investigate, and part of what gets him there is meeting her. Right. Yeah, so I think that's yeah. a, uh, a fool's I'm glad, errand. I'm glad I'm not using my brain. Yes. Wednesday, the 27th. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to say about this part. Except, yeah, I was gonna say, except, except you get another person that uh, Doctor Chalice is banging. Yes, like is there a, or... is there anybody in this house where he's not stooping? Uh, his kids, I hope. Uh, I hope. <laughs> That's why he's a doctor because he has all the STDs. <laughs> he knows how to treat. He's probably banging that guy too. <laughs> Just he's hitting everything. Like if it has a hole, he will fuck it. <laughs> Oh my god. He's a pansexual, like he's just yeah, anything. He'll, he'll do anything, yeah. Anything. What uh what uh somebody who's just ahead of the curve, I suppose. Ahead alright. Oh Oh boy. Hey, he was nothing but a pile of ash. Like like Jason Voorhees in Friday Five. Well, he's used to everyone being a pile of ass. <laughs> uh, is this what it's like when I make really bad puns? Yes. Okay. It's painful. <laughs> now, this bar is still there, and I do believe it's undergone some renovation, but not much. If you go there, you could still make out all the little locales. I think all those posters are still there. Why'd you make out with the locale? It's the location. 
No, that's what he does. He makes out oh, with the locales because okay. it's it, it they exist, so he has to have sex with them. I see. Ah, uh, uh, in movie reference, uh, Halloween the immortal classic. What if it was a flop? <laughs> well, they wouldn't be making this movie if no. that one flopped. In a moment of fart sniffing, the immortal classic. Excuse you. Excuse me. Looks like Wolf Flanagan is the bartender right there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Steve, Dave. Unless, mm, now I'm giving more thought to your theory here. Don't give thought to my theory because no. it's a shitty one. And it's yeah. not even truly my theory. It's not what I think. Were you, were you like deep diving in Reddit to come across that? No, it's just like a thought I had like, well, wait a minute. What if, right. you know. Did she say I was told you would be here? I can't tell because there's no fucking subtitle on this Blu-ray. <laughs> she, she she grabs Tom Hackett. She says, "I'm a cybernetic organism, living I'm a cybernetic <laughs> organism, living human, human, human flesh over metal endoskeleton." <laughs> and she talks just like Arnold. <laughs> How did your father die? Knives and stabbing weapons. jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when when uh uh. Cochran has her. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> when the uh, cop tries to stop her from getting to the, the uh, company, he's like, I'll take care of the police. I'll take care of the police. <laughs> but When she wants to fuck it, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. So is this like a tire? Oh, no, yeah, this is his, his store. Never yeah, mind. This is, uh, and see, the closed until further notice. Because mm. he's dead. Mm. He's dead, Jim. Oh, Wiffle Bats. They still sell those in that exact packaging, too. It, it has not the, changed in decades. It is the most, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It truly is. But, yeah, there's no way that she's a robot. She wouldn't, uh... She wouldn't, she wouldn't be trying to lure him in, no. you know? It's like... There's no, there's no point in luring him in because the robot did his mission. He doesn't know what this is about, and he wasn't gonna, probably wasn't gonna investigate it too much until she got involved because she wants to investigate it. And he went along, and he has to sleep with someone thirty years younger than him, yeah, or twenty or sixty years younger than him, depending <laughs> he's on how not old, that old he's. Old. Um, he's got that old, creepy old man vibe a little bit. Once uh, you see him like hitting on everyone, that's Mike's opinion. Uh, come on, uh, tell me he's not. Uh, you just made the joke that he's sleeping with everybody. <laughs> oh, Dr. Playboy but, Chalice. <laughs> Playboy Chalice. He's the Hugh Hefner of Halloween 3. Uh, I was going to say, where's the grotto in Halloween 3? Now, I forget the name of this location, but this was in Halloween 2. This was the parking lot. With the boombox kid. With the boombox kid. And when they drive past. When they turn the corner, that corner is where Michael Myers walks around with the Haddonfield Hospital sign. And right around that corner is the Church from the Fog. So Carpenter really loved this area to shoot. And now he's bringing beer on an investigation. You know, there's a murder investigation, so let me bring a six-pack with me. Uh, Obviously. Like, (laughs) why why wouldn't you bring a six-pack with you investigating? you got to be clear-minded. Pulling away, and you can just see at the end. See the telephone pole right at the end of the sidewalk? That's where the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital sign was stuck to. Mm -hmm. And Michael Myers walked past. 
uh, old. T- Remember going into old electronic stores and they had like all the CRTs like synced up, pile- synced up and piled up like that. Yep. It looked like fucking Shredder's viewing room, <laughs> Ninja Turtles. And when the manager would walk in there after seeing the footage for so many times, he would yell at the TVs, silence them. He would throw a fucking throwing knife. He'd throw a tonto at the TVs that he has to sell. Yes. That store had a lot of uh, shrink. <laughs> and uh, does that just reminds me of the, uh, what was it, the, my friend Ryan who worked in electronics. There was a... Ryan? Yeah. There was a... Kentucky Ryan. No, 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 it was a different no? ride. That's okay. right. That was a different ride. Uh, there was two Ryans that worked in there. Didn't this Ryan? Didn't we film something with him once? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, we did the like the little Twilight Zone thing down in Port Jeff. Yes. Um, we bonded. Oh my over- god, a car! Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember those. Like, how fucking rural are you, people? He's not Amish, you know. <laughs> what was that metal thing on wheels going past me? Like, I understand these people, because they're the fucking, they're in town, in the freaking Stepford Wife town, but, like, that was just some, like, random farmhouse on the side of the road. (laughs) That was other things like me. I think they're called people. (laughs) What were they riding in? It was metal, and it rolled along really fast. Oh, man. Shamrock Savings, where you pay 100% interest on everything. This is like rolling into the south with New York plates on. (laughs) Uh, you like half expecting no, none of gunshots. <laughs> uh, you half expecting um, Marissa Tomei and Joe Pesci to jump out of the car. Anyways, what were you saying about? Uh, our yeah, Ryan so I we bonded you? over because they had this loop of a, a TV movie about Billy Graham that Army Hammer played uh, the preacher Billy Graham, and it was just one part. It opens up with he knocks on the door. It opens up. It's a close up of Army Hammer. He says, "My name is Billy Graham, and I'm here to save." Your life. Uh, Billy Graham is played by a box of baking soda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And somehow they've gone so far far north into California, they've landed on the Isle of Ireland. (laughs) Oh, we're here for, for independence. Independence from society. Oh, you've come to the right place. Rafferty, Rose of Shannon, O'Shaughnessy. Damn, dollar thirty-two in the eighties. Holy shit! Yeah, like, come on. Like in Die Hard, years later, I saw it for like seventy-five cents. It was uh, like a dollar thirty-two. Like when I've like right before I first started driving. <laughs> it's stereotypical. <laughs> I'm gonna go dance me a jig and drink some Guinness. Hotty totty 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 fight and drink and drink and fight and fight and we drink we drink and we fight and we fight. Now I'm just reminded that the St. Paddy's Day parade in The Simpsons when the Northern Irish show up and then they get into a fight. Reminds me of the Treehouse of Horror when the leprechaun tries to kill Homer. So he's pulling a psycho move by looking at the ledger, see who's showing up there. We don't really have bags. We didn't think this through. Oh no! Oh no! They they have one bag, one compact. I think that's it. Oh, your husband's a real fudge packer, though. Oh Jesus! He'll have sex with anything. <laughs> so, Cochran just rolls around in his limo, staring at people. Uh, I got to wave before they kill. He hi, kills hi. me. 
One day I'll let him tell you I about kiss, Delta City. <laughs> I kiss the ground he walks on. It's not even a limo, actually. Oh, and here comes fucking yeah. redneck Mick. <laughs> oh, man. Tommy Kang is, oh, my God. <laughs> throwing bikes. Are you okay? Hey, my nephew brother's bike almost fell on you. <laughs> now I'm just imagining if this movie did have Randy Quaid, it was just Cousin Eddie from the vacation movies. That would be great if Cousin Eddie, Cousin Eddie's head turned into bugs. <laughs> Shit is full. Does it, it goes runs right into that kid, runs right into Tom Atkins' car. Oh, oh yes, you know? I, I make all my money inflating my gas prices. <laughs> oh man, Tomek is like automobiles have it out for him in this movie. Twice he nearly gets hit by uh, vehicles. It's the motif. Machines trying to kill him. Oh, maybe he's really John Connor. Done, 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 done. Dun. No, no, hold on, no, no. If it was terminating done by John Carpenter, do, 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 do. It pretty much would be, just be the T one score. <laughs> All right, slow down here. It's nighttime. I want to get my drink on. I need to get naked and <laughs> stick it somewhere. And that electrical outlet looks very uh, tempting. So, but, but it's a European outlet. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so he has to like curve his already destroyed penis into many different shapes just to plug it in. <laughs> and since the voltage regulations are different, he's not used to it. I haven't gotten a charge like this in years. Since electricity was invented, because I'm so old. <laughs> oh, where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? No, he, he turns into, like, Marvin Home Alone 2, where he gets zapped by electricity. <laughs> <laughs> turns into a skeleton. And then he has the hair from the Myers mask in Resurrection. <laughs> like we were watching on TV earlier. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we unfortunately... Casanova there. Oh, man. Tom, Tom Atkins, man, he just, he's got the charm. It's... Undeniable. Fuck. See, I make fun because I'm jealous. I wish I had charm of that yes. degree. It's in jest and it's out of love. To where everything wanted to sleep with you. Yes. Women, squirrels, electrical outlets. <laughs> electrical outlets. Uh, oh, that's Tom Atkins pulling the cat in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to do bad things to it. No! <laughs> You see, this is the town, knowing the town Atkins is there, so they're sealing themselves up tight. His, his life philosophy, why are four out of the first five letters in bestiality, B-E-S-T, because it's the best. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nobody's going to download this show. Nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> banned from SoundCloud and everything else. Oh, uh... I go into Meanwhile, in front of 7-Eleven. Yeah. Oh, that cat got away from Dr. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, oh, this is like, this is like uh, society now. Yeah, the there's cameras everywhere. cameras everywhere. <laughs> Fuck, man. Maybe... maybe uh, Cochran was on to something? Cochran, Cochran is behind the red light cameras. Uh, and they're infrared, too. Terminator vision. Fucking proto Meshuga song. 
<laughs> oh wait, now here comes the breakdown. I was about to say, which one's the bum? <laughs> which one's the old bum? Only one of those brown bag in it right now. Exactly. <laughs> so this is where you get the next little piece of information. All of Dr. Chalice's dirt is on the inside of him, <laughs> not on his clothes. Ugh. It's all right. I've already got all the diseases. You can, Mr. Uh, homeless person, you could drink from my, directly from my booze bottle. <laughs> We're not even really talking about the movie. No, we're just making fun of the movie. We now. do like this movie. Yeah, this is the thing we have. The point we have to get. We have not seen each other in weeks, ladies and gentlemen. So we're like trying to make up for all the time of making each other laugh. Mm-hmm. But now we get the exposition of the Cochran taking over the town here. And this guy, I guess, was a former townie, former resident. Well, still a resident, except homeless. But Cochran brought all his people in. They took. They took our jibs. See, people, it's not the Mexicans, it's the Irish you gotta watch out for. Only if they're part of a witch cult. Oh, okay. Irish witch cults, that's what you gotta look out for. (laughs) Don't worry, they can't do anything. They can't hear me. Nope. (laughs) Despite, like... Despite the fact that they're listening and watching everything... Boy, I wish I could know what he's saying because we have subtitles. But he is speaking like drunken gibberish right now. Yeah, talking about rumors and stuff that happens in the factory. And we did f- forget to mention the voiceover of the uh, speaker is, is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's cameo. Mm-hmm. And the operator on the phone later. Right. Very much like how she did the same thing for Escape from New York. She did the voiceover beginning of that. Wait, did he give him the booze? Uh, yeah, I think he did. Oh, What's the fucking point, then, of going out to get booze if you just could give it to the, some hobo? Uh, I know, maybe he's going back for another bottle. Gonna go back to his shanty. Yes. It's like, all right, everything's fine. Cheese. Cheese in a spray can uh, and a slice of bread. That's the life. That's life. <laughs> Well, at least his last meal was delicious. <laughs> Why does Cochran have to kill him? He already ruined his life. It's like keeping him alive and miserable and homeless is like better punishment, punishment for enough. evil people. Rather than not to spill more, spill his beans even more. Rather than pulling off his head with comical sound effects. <laughs> it's that like fucking... I swear to God, Nickelodeon used this head-ripping sound effect for like gack or something mm. or slime. Yes. It's a slurpy. Got his head pulled off by Dick Warlock. Yep. <laughs> the spurt. The blood spurt. It's like after the flat fact blood spurt. It's like delayed blood spurt. The blood didn't realize the head was off and it could leave. Oh, shit. Ca- caught up with him. Oh, the door's open. <laughs> he had a... That, that homeless person had a very irregular heart uh, beat. Mm. Be careful. Cars trying to kill everybody. Just don't walk in front of cars. I think that's the lesson I'm taking from this movie now, thinking about it. Don't walk in front of cars. So when you leave later and I walk past your, the front of your car, it's just going to come to life? Uh, uh, maybe. This is a precursor to Christine. Uh, it, it, well, like, you didn't make Christine next, uh, Carpenter, so do you know what? Might as well. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, ma'am, I just want my my a bottle of Coca Cola, and I just want to go back to my room, please. Ma'am, I don't want to talk to you. Mm. You uh, bore me. Why would your child throw that against the wall? Um, because he, because she said we're not going to the Captain EO in Disney cheese. World. I don't know. I'm trying to find some other obscure pop culture thing I can uh, curb from. Mm. And much of her death scene I remember on Sci-Fi was cut. I can imagine so because of yeah the makeup yeah. Which is still pretty gruesome to this day. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, I believe I heard somewhere that that actually wasn't this actress. It was a body double because of how extensive it had to be. She didn't really want to go through all that. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Naked. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I was thinking of the family guy. Of, uh, Why, wait Peter a minute. Rip- like, what, why'd they give her like a fucking... like? Washcloth is a towel. This, I think that's the blanket. No, no, no. Like the, the actual towel she pulled out was like insanely small. Yeah, right? I, it's. I guess it's meant to be leering and to be uh, as tilling as possible for, on the movie's behalf for the audience. I thought it was Halloween, not the dead of January. Why Duh. was she running out cold after a hot shower? Jeez. Oh, and here's your first clue that something's not right about our uh, suited men. Yeah, because it's oh. just a bunch of gears. Yeah, gears, ashes, metal metal parts, basically. Yeah. And confusing it with um, believing it's confused with the uh, car parts. Mm-hmm. And the coroner messed up something. Or that some... No, she's the coroner, right? Yes. Or that somebody involved in this... Collecting the evidence messed up. Yes, some of the, pe- the evidence people, that's right. Hey, you see? You got another bottle of booze. And a bucket of something. Where did he go? The uh, aquarium? Ice machine. Are those eels he's going to stick in his butt? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, she just brought lingerie with her. As you do. When you're on your vacation. As you do when you're looking. Investigating the, your, the murder of your father. As you, so you start dating a guy who's as old as your father? Uh. You remember to bring sexy lingerie with you <laughs> when you're seducing old men? <laughs> But it's a horror movie, so of course there's got to be some sort of uh, lurid nature to it. Mm-hmm. And there's a booby yes. that he's poorly covering. Right. Why are you going to town on that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But It's as if she's lactating or something. And oh! Thirsty. There's no alcohol in there. <laughs> I thought we have the uh, blue moonlight to illuminate the scene here. No, he had the blue moons already. <laughs> On the radio comes the song that's sufficiently annoying the cast, characters, <laughs> and audience. It it truly is an earworm. I think it. I think it's the fact because obviously it's based off London's uh, bridge is falling down, but I think it's the beats per minute for the song that's going by so fast. It's, it's and probably that exact like sound, that like synthesizer sound. Sounds like a wobbly chair. Oh, wobbling, wobbling, wobbling. Ah, pillow talk. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Maybe you should discuss the. Can you pay off my student loans, Dad. The, the, I mean, the information. <laughs> Speaking of frumpy housewives, Jesus. She's like annoyed at the fact that she's going to go to sleep. Like, why do I have to go to bed? She's annoyed at everything. Hmm. Yeah, it's the Shamrock logo. You dropped it. She didn't notice it before. And she's like looking at it as if it's like so strangely there. Well, the fact that it's got that weird... It's got like the weird like circuit board on the back. circuit board on the back. It's something you wouldn't imagine on the back of a uh, Halloween mask. You've never seen a microchip before? Those are those are uh, resistors. Those are probably relatively capacitors. new. No, those are resistors, yeah. Like, you, unless you cracked your Atari open, you wouldn't see that pretty often unless you're a... Somebody who's, circuit boards have been around for a while. Oh, People yeah, but I mean... Knew what they were. Knew it was text of... Ah! That's what Dan Chalice did to her. Oh! <laughs> that laser blast to the mouth. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh... That's after Dr. Chalice was done with her. That's what happened to her face. For those of you that are still with us, um, Marge Gutman has just been killed and had her mouth splayed open. Oh, and a big bug just came out of it. A murder hornet came out of it. That's where the murder hornet nest is. It's in her face. Uh, Apparently, uh, the first murder hornet uh, nest was confirmed in the United States recently. Why is she not making any noises? I'd be... Just screwing the entire time. What United States president came after Roosevelt? He's going to answer this in just a moment. Harry S. Truman. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke you tell your grandmother. Mm. It's a joke <laughs> I actually heard in history class when I was a kid. Of course. I was trying to think of like which Roosevelt you're speaking about. And I'm like, which oh, I should the FDR. Yeah. Who was the U.S. president elected after FDR died? <laughs> Harry S. Truman. Harry S. Chalice. Now, instead of a paramedic, which you would normally see, you see like fucking lab scientists for Silver Shamrock loading her into the back of a very suspicious van. That's why Dr. Chalice thinks something up, because he's used to driving a van like that <laughs> around town. And all the, the gingers he's... The, uh, as, uh... Oh, is Mr. Cochran get the best thing in town? Have me a pint. Go play some cricket. <sighs> Thank you, Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the personality of Wooly Wonka in the scene. <laughs> That's that. Like, it's so funny you bring up Willy Wonka because I feel like that's what should have been as the giveaway. Should have been some kind of chocolate lifetime supply of chocolate, lifetime supply of chocolate, or a cash giveaway to Charlie Bucket's honesty gets him killed in this one. Yes, <laughs> I think Mike TV would be the one to survive the Silver Shamrock. Uh... Mike TV would be the only one who dies because he's currently always watching the TV, so he'd always have his Shamrock mask on. All right, you know what? You got me there. God, now I want to see that a Willy Wonka Halloween 3 crossover. <laughs> they bring a bunch of kids to the factory. Well, we kind of get that. Violet, you're turning into bugs, Violet. <laughs> insects. Violet, you're turning into insects, Violet. 
chocolate bugs. Uh, it's Godiva's Halloween uh, candy. <laughs> I mean, they should have been freaked out uh, at, about the town prior to this, but now that they've they've met Cochran and they realize just how spooky this entire town is. Oh my god, it's morning and they still have their clothes on. What the fuck? Augustus falls into the vat of latex. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it just looks... He looks like the stuffed together version of Chucky event of uh, uh, Child's Play 2. Veruca has the piece of Stonehenge fall on her. <laughs> See, that, when you're doing an investigation for something suspicious involving a crime... Uh, he's such an asshole. Why is he calling from the fucking hotel phone? You gotta realize something's up. He makes, like, every bad mistake that, like, amateurish mistake that you would make when investigating something. The whole town, he notices now that the whole town is, like, this weird cult-like atmosphere. He's met the homeless guy that talked about all his own people bringing in. Why would you think anything's safe? Right, I mean, like, he should have gone to at least a payphone to make these calls. I'm sure even the, yeah, but I'm sure even the fucking payphone Payphone is probably bugged. bugged as well. Yeah, but like his negligence not only puts himself in danger, but also. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he also puts the coroner in uh, danger as well. Yeah, but this is still some gorgeous looking movie. Uh, oh, yeah, for, yeah, totally. Like we're we're like we're playing fun here, but it's we do like this movie. We swear. <laughs> Maybe it's bad that we have to keep trying to convince people that we do. I think it's bad that we have to keep like reminding everyone that we're actually still watching this. Yeah, because and, like, and we're not just. I'm sure. I'm sure if like people's commentary is out of sync, no one's going to know because we barely talked about the movie. Yeah, but now they're being sucked by the John robot Carpenter man. villain. Yeah, John Carpenter villain. Yes. So they're looking for Mr. Grimbridge's daughter, uh, Mr. Grimbridge's order. You're his daughter and your name is Smith. Right. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. Coming, coming up. Hmm. Those damn, those damn northerners. <laughs> Her Marty McFly outfit going on right now. <laughs> That's a mighty fine life preserver you're wearing, man. <laughs> Dork thinks she's gonna drown. I just hope the guy wasn't as annoying as a rug rat. He's annoying now. I know he was interviewed in Halloween 25 Years of Terror where he like denounces horror movies and stuff and talks about how it's all sad that this is what society wants to see. Okay, well, why'd you take a paycheck for it? Well, he was a child. I don't think it was a complete... I don't think a gun was held to his head. No, his his parents probably convinced him to do it. (laughs) Put on this mask, butthead. (laughs) Oh, man. If Biff was the enforcer for Silver Shamrock, that would be quite impressive. Smith. Smith. Yeah. That's not what you just told me. Yes. 
Yeah, that's the kind of thing you do on your drive up to the suspicious head. You get your story straight. Yeah. But now... Unless your name is Tommy Doyle and you're going to the hospital with a baby that you just found in a fucking uh, rest stop bathroom cabinet and you have all the way to drive there to find your... for your story and you walk in holding the baby looking like you're carrying a fucking bomb into the (laughs) hospital. (laughs) Well, get me a doctor now. Something wrong with my baby. There's been an accident. Just get me a doctor. Yeah, don't... They... (laughs) They, they they learn from the Tommy Doyle school of getting your story straight. <laughs> oh man, uh, what was Tommy Doyle's uh, favorite Van Halen song? <clears throat> what Doctor Doctor? Oh N- no, wait, no, that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, that joke failed. That's a UFO uh, song, not a. And in order to somebody keep... get me a doctor, that's a Van Halen song. In order to keep the timing straight, you can't edit that out. Nope. <laughs> this is how masks are made. Oh man. Of all the, the shitty things we said this episode, either, either I'm going with it or I'm tanking it. That's the one thing that we can do with this. That's a pretty cool mold. Yeah, the, the black mask. Yeah, the black mask. It does look like black mask. Black mask's mask. Yeah. That's a young Roman Sionis. Good Where thing they turned his head into bugs. <laughs> no wonder he's vengeful and wants to take it on people. Uh-huh. His head got turned into bugs and now he's got to wear a black skull mask because he found it at a creepy factory. <laughs> That's creepy. Just the automated uh, band? The automated everything, like how it works. These weird novelty toys? Yeah. Now, were these actually, like, real? Like, like not these exact things, but stuff just like it. They must have been. They're, they're probably pulling from the childhoods, the things that you would see in roadside attractions from the 1950s and 60s. Sticky toilet paper. Oh God! That, that's a, that, that's that's just that's just pure evil right that's there. That, pure, that that's more evil than the uh, than turning your head into bugs. <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing sticky toilet paper when you have hemorrhoids. Oh no! Because <laughs> I've 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 been to a lot of old people's houses because I spent a lot of time with my great aunt growing up, going to her friends' houses and stuff. I never saw novelty toys or anything like that, like his decorations or anything that their kids would have had. I remember seeing a something like that kind of weird uh, band thing once that my grandparents had, but that was like just one of them, not like multiple or anything that would decorate a tower like a um. Shelf. Microprocessors. Huh. Your invents a revolutionary microprocessor. <laughs> the silver shamrock bill is passed. <laughs> All mask making goes to automated. All stealth bombers have masks over them. <laughs> Human decisions are removed from strategic Halloween marketing. <laughs> The man most responsible is... Uh... Miles Bennett Dyson. <laughs> oh, man. An old joke that an uh, old friend of mine used to make. He will invent a revolutionary new vacuum cleaner that turns on a ball. <laughs> the world will be unusually clean. <laughs> uh... Hmm. But now we know this final processing. processing. Sounds like a fucking subtitle to like a... a Action movie. Final processing. Rated R. Action man. Final processing. Rated R for adult situations. <laughs> I still don't know what adult situations mean. Um, I think it's of a sexual nature. 
No, because I see it in like PG thirteen and PG movies, like adult situations. Like, what does that mean? Like, Life and death. Uh, well, I I I know adults only know adults that really go to the store and buy things from other adults as the cashier. So that could basically mean being rung up at the store. Adult situations. That'll be two fifty, please. Okay, here's your change. Have a nice day. Uh, I did not mean to get this existential this early. This early. <laughs> What time is it? <laughs> time is... is uh, it's like 8 o'clock at night, isn't it? No. Or 7 o'clock? Something like that. But then this is when we start to notice all the creepy... Uh, oh, we're watching the, a movie, I forgot. Yes, the, the creepy <laughs> robots around the, the factory here. Staring in the in the darkness like Michael Myers. And then we see the green station wagon that they have hiding there. Uh, blow your cover while you're at it. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, um... Oh. Fucking bankers these days are serious. Yeah. Looks like they're like... Is she holding her son closely for? Because she knows he'll run away and get hit by a truck. Like they're going to fucking pull her head off in front of them. (laughs) With Nickelodeon gags (laughs) on Trade secrets. As he just said. Everybody's hugging. They're all scared. Very scared. Yeah, you guys should have left it as soon as the... Yeah, let's split up. <laughs> Things are suspicious, so let's split up. She always carries her lingerie in a little travel suitcase, just in case. Get it? Just in case. Did he not shut the door all the way? It doesn't look like it. It looks like he just, like... Just left it slightly ajar. Yeah, we're still here. Don't worry, folks. Yes. Uh, we're just kind of... We're actually being sucked into by the movie a little bit here. because it's For once, we're finally like being sucked in by the movie like yeah. an hour into it. Oh, and all he gets is the operator. Yep. And almost like a creepy twist of fate, the fucking commercial starts playing. Yep. Like, we're on to you. We own you. Yes. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Let me put that down. Excuse, Excuse you. Just get in your car and leave. Hmm. See, that's why you should have closed the door all the way or at least locked it behind you. Not like that would really stop them, but... Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that was the last time we saw Ellie. Oh. <gasps> Coming to get you. Jesus. Damn. He must work out. (laughs) (laughs) So now Tom Atkins is going... (laughs) Falls down. Is now on the run as all the robots are converging trying to capture him now. As they bomb around in their little compact cars. And he's wearing a white jacket and they still can't see him. No. <laughs> but, like, seeing him, like, 
those cars are not that very intimidating. I'm just reminded to the chase scene in the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure when there was in the golf carts. <laughs> it's like how he just <laughs> looked like he tripped. <laughs> he did, and he just played it. He just rolled with it. He's like, all right, I'm going to pretend like I'm part of this fence. I'm going to blend in right here. So that's the thing. If I was like on some kind of investigation of someone's death, I would like – I seriously would choose better clothes to wear that day. Yeah. <laughs> like something dark. But not inconspicuous. Not inconspicuous. Looks... Not like wearing all black, black jeans, you know? Hmm. Wearing like a SWAT team uniform. <laughs> Even the payphones don't work. Nope. <laughs> Nobody noticed me. No, Wave of the lights change. They stop for red lights. <laughs> Good robots. Yeah, and they use their right and left turn indicators. They're very, they're lawful evil. That's what the, those robots yep. are. The true yeah, definition I, of that. Well, I think in this town it wouldn't matter if you fucking ran someone over because fucking Cochrane could either just import or build a new one. With that, with that said, do you think everybody else in the town is a robot, or do you think there's actually humans working for him? No, I think they're fucking brainwashed humans. Okay. And well, no, you never know, because the homeless guy did say he brought in his own people. Yeah. But then again, that could go either way. That could go that he is got robots at his behest, or they are literally just brainwashed people on that are part of the same mandate he likes to be part of. Might have been interesting if they uh, if they uh, addressed that, that if, like, the townspeople started coming after him. Address that, like what? Like, uh, like the Postal Service? I'm waiting for a cricket to start chirping after that. You oh, make, they left that window open. You've been making puns all night, and I, and I make one. Yeah, you, but you make puns all year long. I just want to get a few in before before you take it over. Was, okay, the, the contributions you've had to the show is that Tom Atkins is having sex with the world in its entirety and bad puns. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just pointing out the... Uh, and when you pull someone's head off, it sounds like a fucking Nickelodeon. It sounds like Double Dare. <laughs> That's what the host wants to do to everybody when they make a mess on oh, Double I Dare. I Mark Summers. Yeah, Mark Summers <laughs> fucking wanting to pull people's heads off because they made too much of a mess. Uh, I feel bad because he had such severe OCD and he was part of that show. Didn't he go nuts recently? I don't know. I, I hope not. I thought something happened where he like went nuts. <laughs> like Batman and Joker, he went to chock full of nuts. No, he like actually went insane or something. Yeah, like, I remember seeing the I remember seeing rant. a small documentary about him like constantly cleaning and everything. And it was very uh, very upsetting. So now Tom Atkins is like fully embracing his in private eye, full uh, solid snake mode. Yeah. Luckily, nobody dies in the toilet in here, mm-hmm. and it looks like a heart attack. Now this here, very interesting, the lifelike old lady robot. Mm-hmm. There's probably real hands. I was going to say, do you think like that scene was like an actual person? And then when they get cut closer? Oh, you're probably right. It's probably like hands behind the chair. Yeah. Ugh. Mark one. Fucking steampunk. Steampunk butts. Yeah. Next, uh, Cochran reveals that he's got a giant mechanical spider. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, the Wild Wild West, the Samahaya, Wiki Wiki Wiki. <laughs> <wicky, wicky. laughs> huh. Oh, shit. <laughs> it actually is Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we got cardboard boxes being crushed in a fight. Um, we know uh, AVGN likes this. Mm-hmm. This is like something out of best of the worst. <laughs> Future war that turned uh, into ripoff. Oh god. Oh. oh. Do we find out what the frozen concentrated orange juice? Right. Like the can the cans you find in like the freezer section at the grocery store. Oh. If you stare at a can of orange juice because it says concentrate, <laughs> you might be a redneck. <laughs> you might be a robot. You might be a robot. They're comforting him. He's so sad. <laughs> I, I bet you Cochran goes to Caraco to get all the same suits because they're just so cheap. You buy one, get six uh, suits. Did you say 1785? I believe so. Made in Germany. Robots. <laughs> Industrial evolution bots. Sounds like a, a band name like that. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the Industrial Revolution. Oh, he knows who he is. Of course he does. And it's almost time. <laughs> yeah, might want to clean that off your hand there, Tom. The old lady bot was more successful than Ed 209. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, what the hell? Why is it with this guy playing fucking people that own robot companies? It, yeah, because, okay, he's a bad guy here in this. He was obviously the bad guy in Robocop 1 and 2. Um, and he voiced... An antagonist. An antagonist, okay. Not not like the bad guy. Like, um, he's a shady, shitty businessman doing horrible things, but he never, like, actually killed anyone. He just had people... Well, he had... He tried to have the mayor killed. Yes. Okay, so, and then... In Batman the Animated Series, he voices a character to that breaks uh, Mr. Freeze out of Arkham Asylum so he can turn himself immortal, and he's a evil businessman. He's like an evil Walt Disney in that with creating a theme park that, that's a haven for his society. That's what he played as an old man, just, just evil businessman. When he got off that island, he swore he'd never be poor again. Yes. Because he actually was in, uh, in the 50s in a Robin Car- Robinson Crusoe movie. Huh. Yep. I remember waking up one day for work, like early in the morning, just putting, skimming through the movie channel, something to watch while I had my coffee. I see Robinson Crusoe starring Dan O'Hurley. I'm like, holy shit. Him with a full head of black hair. Whoa. Like, he has a really good supporting role in Failsafe. Um, And it's him with, like, full head of hair. And it was so weird to see him just hit a young version of him. He was never bald. It's just he's... As we've every role we've seen him that just, he's been popular to us. He's been fully gray haired and yeah. old, elderly. So it's interesting to see Dan O'Hurley as a young man with you know jet black hair. As he now leaves Tom Atkins into the bowels of the lair, as he monologues over his James Bond like plan <laughs> to kill children over the uh, entire world. It seems I'm surprised he hasn't put him in a room with sharks with laser beams attached <laughs> to their heads, <laughs> or with freaking laser beams. Seem to be two very different things. Yes. Because freaking laser beams are far more powerful than just laser beams. Yep. 
Ow, my freaking ears! And he doesn't, like, dress him in quasi-futuristic clothes. No. And feed him. <laughs> but we got Stonehenge. Stonehenge! And then we had the, the backing parts of ELO right here. Don't bring me down. <laughs> Don't bring me down. Cochrane. Don't kill the children. So, do they explain? Uh, it's how the hell they were able to get. He just said we had a time getting it here. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what it was. Like, did they have somebody like do parlor tricks at? at Oh, away from Stonehenge and they just like stole like with a crane I think yeah I think he just fucking got his robot men to pick it up throw it in the back of a truck and haul it off jeez Louise hmm. so a little so we're finding out a little bit of Stonehenge is in each and every mask of it's magical it's mag and his yep. magical properties are part of just the a single particle of it can fucking cause Shit. Yeah. To happen. Witchcraft. But this is impressive because it's a nice long take here because we've not cut since they entered the room. Something John Carpenter's known for. Yeah. His nice long takes. Mm-hmm. Imagine if someone farted and they had to start over. Oh, there's a cut. Yep, there's the first cut of the scene. She's in my inescapable trap, Dr. Chalice. Yes. And so will you be, too. <laughs> I guess it's just a victim of the technology at the time here. Because like, if you have a movie based on the technology that's the present, you immediately date yourself. Because look at all the mm -hmm. CRTs. Well, look at all the computers that are like fucking dot matrix monitors. Right. <laughs> you know? It's just lights flashing and symbols and... Shit, that that's that's how they uh, they have dot matrix paper as to for their expense reports. Now this scene that we're going to get into right here, as I was talking about the novelization earlier, the novelization of Halloween three, for the entirety of it, with the exception of this scene, takes place from Doctor Chalice's perspective. Mm. Like literally everything happens, even like Marge Gutman's death. Fucking is the is from his perspective, like hearing some commotion in the next room, you know, the sound of like, oh, did someone get hurt or something? Huh. With the exception of this scene. Like they describe it from the cupfers, you know, from like the, the overall perspective of, of the scene. Like yeah. narrating it from like as as a as a as like the passive entity you are reading as you are watching, you know? Gotcha. I guess they could justify it because like Chalice's Chalice is, is watching a monitor. He is watching, but but what I'm saying is that the, the real difference is that the whole time, even the narration throughout the book is basically like you being in Chalice's head, describing what he's thinking, you know. Right. But this is where it's like you become the narrator is like the an outside observer, much like you, the viewer, is an outside observer watching a movie. Huh. I wonder how different it would be if the kid never put the mask on. If he looked at the fucking clock and realized it wasn't nine. Yeah. Uh, uh, kid, you're blocking the TV. 
Or at least sit on the floor. I don't know. Yeah, it's a big joke. That's fun. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, and now the the symbol on the back reacts. Yeah, we find out Buddy Cuffer had bug epilepsy. <laughs> He's really bugging out. He's bugging out now, man. Boom. Ugh. Oof. Ugh. And uh, just watching this on Blu-ray, like, it's so much more graphic, because, like, you can see his open eyeball in his mouth. Uh, oh, God. And so she dies of a heart attack. Did she, or did she just faint? I don't know. Because I think a heart attack, your fucking arm would go numb, start gripping your chest, and be in pain for a little while. I think she mostly just fainted. And then was probably killed by... Probably killed by later, the snakes. Yeah. Or killed by them later. Yeah. Because the father loses his shit and tries to get the hell out of there. Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Bitten by a rattlesnake. I I feel bad for that stuntman. Yeah, I'm like, I hope to God he's like, got padding on padding. Like a metal plate. Yeah. I hope that snake was defanged. And a snake crawls in her ear. Ugh, <laughs> gross. And comes out the other side. It's like, there's nothing in here. What the fuck? <laughs> even that robot behind Dr. Chalice looks fucking disturbed. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. He's pushing away now. He's like, all right, even oh, I've seen enough. Like, even I've had enough. He puts his hand on his shoulder like, dude, I understand. <laughs> I may be a robot. But I have feelings. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Johnny Five. Johnny Five, but... <laughs> Johnny Five is one of the Dr. Cochran's uh, early inventions. Silver Shamrock, kick your ass. Silver Shamrock, kick your face. Silver, Silver Shamrock, kick, kick your balls into outer space. <laughs> now we're gonna have a montage. 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 Need a motherfucking montage. Montage. Of these things flying on store shelves, flying off store shelves. On Halloween. Out. On Halloween. Hey, my home, my birthplace, Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Which looks surprisingly like California right there. <laughs> New York, New York looks also surprisingly like California. Like, like suburban California. Yeah. Oh, Omaha. That looks a lot like... Pasadena. Down the, yeah, like downtown California. Mm-hmm. Baton, Lu- that Baton, is Baton Louis, Baton Louisiana. That, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's, 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 that's got a whole Angeles. view of the fucking city. That's what. See, I love. I, I was watching. Um, and here's my favorite shots coming up. Not here. Oh, go on. I was watching uh, Cinema Snob. He just did a. Re- I finally did like a proper review of this, uh-huh. and talking about how like this whole montage scene, all the kids wearing these masks with costumes that do not go together, and reused recycled footage right there. Yeah. from the beginning, just how like that reflects this. Yeah, this is oh, my favorite, favorite shot. shot yeah. How, like, it reflects, like, the craze of, like, popular items when you were a kid. Like, you would you would get stuff that doesn't go together with anything else just because it was popular. Right. Yeah, he finally did a proper review on it after years of not because of the whole, obviously, the whole cinema snob character. He hates bad movies or movies he deems bad. And many, many years back, him and a group of friends and, like, an older show they had did, like, a group review 
where he, as the cinema snob, reviewed it as a group and always vowed that he'd never talk about it again. But he's always kept the tradition of reviewing a Halloween movie every year. So. Yeah. Was this like the only one he hadn't reviewed? Yeah. Wow. Well, his Halloween 2 review keeps getting pulled off YouTube. That keeps getting a copyright strike. Because he's universal. So we'll see how long <laughs> this one lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, universal is one of those companies that's, that's quite... Dickish. And antagonistic to uh, copyright claims. It's not even universal. It's a third party that somehow is acting on the behalf of it. That's how most of those copyright strikes happen. It's not even universal himself. It's some third party that somehow lays claim over it. I like the the one reference that the YouTube's copyright robots. Uh oh, background huh. another carpenter trademark. Yeah, the how YouTube copyright robots remind them of uh, the squids from fucking the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, turn off that NFL footage. <laughs> they might hear us. <laughs> He's gonna drill her worse than Doctor Chalice. Oh, I'll just say. He's going to walk in there. He's going to tell him, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> That's what gave away that it's a robot, a fucking little steampunk gear. Maybe that was some toy he had in his pocket. Or his watch. Yeah. And I just realized my laugh was kind of in the rhythm of the Silver Shamrock theme, and I did not mean that. <laughs> 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 my head just pops off and, <laughs> and bugs come out instead of a fountain, a fountain of blood followed by bugs and snakes. Yeah. And puns. And it's, puns. it's more punchline puns is coming out. <laughs> no, nope. You ain't making that call, honey. Nope. Ugh. Uh-oh. I'm sure Dr. Chalice did the same thing on the floor. Oh, the my God. Time. Stop it. <laughs> He loves women uh, and sex. He, Dr. Oh. Chalice. Oh. What? I, I thought you were going to make a joke. I thought you were waiting to make a joke. That's what anything. I was saying. Yikes. And again, no blood. No. It would have been interesting if they had like a little like hose offset behind her head. Just like, and just like it starts just like flowing Trickling out. out yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing about this movie. It's rather bloodless. Other but, than the... Yeah, it's kills. Well, other than the fucking Sub-Zero moment. Oh, yeah. It's fucking, um... Yeah, but a lot of the kills do have that, like, degree of gruesomeness because they're very unorthodox. Like, her Marge Gutman's fucking face melting. Right. Like, if the, do you think if they change a few things, I guess we see, uh... Chalice uh, tied up here. If they change a few things, do you think it could have gotten a PG rating because they had... PG-13 had not been invented yet. I don't think so, because they still dropped an F-bomb. Ah, right. Now, here we have his whole motivation being very much behind the new concept for Halloween John Carpenter and Deborah Hill came up with, where it would be stories like Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt based around the mythology of Halloween. And with Dr. Chalice now describing how... This is part of his old tradition that he's part of, like, some old pagan society that worshipped, you know, the god of Samhain. Mm-hmm. But he also has a sick sense of humor and wants to play, like, a nice Halloween prank. So he combines, you know, human sacrifice with Halloween tricksterism. Is that even a word, tricksterism? No. It is now. Uh, yes. Call Webster. 
Yeah. Somebody call Emmanuel Lewis and tell him I want that <laughs> word too. And then when he says, "What the hell are you talking about?" I'll I'll try try again later. <laughs> Witchcraft. Witch. Witch. Witchcraft. Mm-hmm. That craft. Witchcraft. That craft. Oh, okay. I, I, I like. I had a premonition of us uh, devolving into a who's on first scenario of trying oh, to God. keep that going, but I was like, nope, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head it off at the pass. I'm not asking you witchcraft. <laughs> Before like he puts it on cockeyed, he doesn't even put it on properly. <laughs> the skull has like a doofy expression to itself. It's, like, <laughs> it's got, a, it's got a big old smile on its face. <laughs> And like doofy eyes. Mm. Happy Halloween. But that's the thing about this. Like, he's not doing this winkingly. Like, he's he's fully committed to the idea of the witchcraft and oh, yeah. human sacrifice. Right. But I, it is unfortunate that people thought. Showing Halloween on the TV within the Halloween series was kind of like a middle finger to the audience. Wait, if the giveaway is at 9 and this part of Halloween is taking place at 7.49, is this is this like on fucking modern TV where there's like 20 commercial breaks between <laughs> in like the third act? Where the yes. third act of the film takes a whole extra hour? Right. <laughs> Even though it's like only two commercial breaks for the first half an hour of the movie. Yeah. They saved all the commercial breaks to the end. Ah, this is before uh, Reagan uh, deregulated everything. I think that was uh, Clinton actually in the nineties. It was the, I think it was proposed in the Reagan era, but like it went through during Clinton. Yeah. yeah. One of the main things, like as much as people like love uh, Bill Clinton at times, like he kind of fucked that up, and uh, the prison system is far out of control because of Bill mm-hmm. Clinton, and the housing system got out of control. So yeah. But nobody comes here to hear us bitch about politics. No, and I'm not about to start. No, that shit. <laughs> I can't. Okay, this, anymore. This, that's how people react to it. They'll put that, their feet that's through, how I'm ready to fucking react at work. Put your feet every time through a TV, like on. how Chalice is. Both feet, and I will fucking drop kick it out of midair <laughs> to get both feet. Well, that, that, then you have you, you justify getting that 4K, 4K TV you were looking at before. No, I wouldn't do it to my TVs because I don't watch traditional TV on my TVs except Fear Fest. I yes. signed up to YouTube TV <laughs> just so I go, because fucking AMC's uh, streaming app doesn't have live TV. You need like a separate streaming app or some shit. So I fuck it, YouTube TV. It, it is weird that we are so many people kind of oh this I hate this oh <laughs> that perfect fucking a million and one chance did you get that right? I wanted someone to edit it with him like throwing a dart into a dartboard <laughs> and getting like a bullseye. Yeah. I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> but when you try to, when you know something's wrong, you try and tell your boss something, and they're just like not listening to you. And you just stand yeah. there awkwardly until they give you your attention. Kind of really important, but he's a robot, so he has no sense of urgency. Yes. And I never realized Elvira's in that bar scene with them. I think she's the woman. Like it's good. That's uh, Christina Pearson, who the one who Cassandra plays, Peterson. Cassandra Peterson. Excuse me. Who plays Elvira in... Oh, I thought you meant in this movie. No. Wait, what? No, Pee-wee's... Uh... Big Adventure, yeah. yeah. Like, I say you let me have him first. It took him 20 minutes to get out of there? Okay. But now, uh, the old Hollywood cliche of No, events. 11 minutes. 12 minutes. 7.49 yeah. to 8.11. That's 20 minutes. That is 20 minutes. I'm an idiot. I can't yes. go. Sorry. 
I'm but, gonna go hang my head in shame now. Good. Uh, and so, he <laughs> uh, was using a pocket knife to fucking unscrew a vent grate. Fair, but and now going through vents something that you cannot do because they don't make ventilation systems with vents that big. No, I worked in HVAC. Even in, I worked in HVAC in commercial fucking HVAC installation in Manhattan for a summer. And no, you don't make vent systems that big. Even, even they, in fucking big-ass Manhattan buildings. And even if it was that big, it would be too hot or too cold to go yeah, through. You'd either be fucking roasting or freezing. But we're not myth muscles. We're not the ones that kill joy. Like, myth muscles a fine, st- uh, fine show, but you know what? They are the destroyers of joy in my mm-hmm. eyes. And it wouldn't be able to support his weight either. No. It'd be funny. He does come across. Somebody should edit this and Die Hard together so he crawls and he passes uh, Bruce Willis at one point. Oop. Now, if you were him in this position, would you just run or would you try and stop them? Well, he's trying to save Ellie. Yeah. Because he knows she's still alive. At the same time, too, I don't think he really knows where the exit is because he managed to get on, like, the fucking roof. Yeah. What do you do? Jump off? And there's cameras pointing everywhere. Mm, Fair. I think he's just trying to get out of the line of sight as best as he can. (laughs) But his his sneaking skills, uh, Solid Snake should take some notes from him. He's called Solid Snake for another reason. <laughs> okay, yeah, this phone is probably not totally bugged. And now no. his family's about to be murdered. I don't, think he, I don't think he hit nine to dial out. That phone is probably as bugged as Buddy Cuffer. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> See, uh... Arms punched through the wall like Robocop. You see a fucking Nancy Loomis's fist punch him through the phone. <laughs> like a cartoon because she's so mad at him. Jeez. Uh, Go to hell. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. He's like, well, I guess I gotta do this myself. Uh, stock elevator sound effects. Huh. Boring conversation anyway. <laughs> so you think they did a mold of Ellie? I'm it's... guessing they did something 3D scan, fucking latex mold, or they mm. just fucking peeled all her fucking skin off. Or uh. <laughs> so they know where he is. They probably do have some like robot template. You know? Yeah. Like, that's the hard part, you know, the temp- building the template, but, like, putting the actual, like, person back together or something. Mm. That's... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Sh- shadows on the wall. Bum, 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 bum. That's the kind of disappointing thing about this climax, because there's just a lot of running and hiding. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's he gonna do? You know, fight a robot army? He's not—he's not Snake Plissken. Fair. He should have gone on top of the catwalk with a fucking machine gun. Yeah, the Duke. <laughs> yeah, the Duke. <laughs> hey, number one. 
This, nobody pay attention to this cart just rolling on <laughs> its own. <laughs> so Bugs Bunny. <laughs> uh, he should be like in a potted plant, just like. <laughs> he goes behind a really <laughs> thin uh, pole and is able to contour himself behind yes, it perfectly. perfectly. <laughs> uh oh, Dick Warlock's on the loose. Dick Warlock's dead. Robo Dick. Well, this, 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 they had a second Robo. Did uh, they? Yeah, he's the one who sneezed in the elevator. Oh. It came off an assembly line. Spared no expense. <laughs> but they gotta do something. They gotta be able to, to strip the uh, broadcast somehow. Look, a box. <laughs> okay. If Ellie's a robot now, why didn't she just give him up? Why didn't she just, like, break his neck right there? Yes! Because twist. Or maybe they're making up as they went along. Or didn't know what to do. That might have been it. They want to have, they want to have a body snatcher kind of ending. Because he didn't know who's a pod person or not. She could have literally punched a hole through him right when he came into the room. Yes. And tore his fucking heart out. Figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> He'll, she'll find him. That's what she does. That's, That's all, all she does. does. Hmm. Huh. Maybe if we just stand here, he'll come to us, boss. That's the plan. They manufactured all those masks and that's all they had to chisel out. But <laughs> Looks like symbols almost, the... the Patterns in Stonehenge. Maybe it is. Maybe like there is some kind of uh, symbolism there. Yes. Yeah, well, I found. We'll address this next month, but I found fucking foreshadowing in Halloween Four while watching it on AMC today. Yeah. So we'll get into that next time around. Don't next you month. worry. Yep. It's one of many episodes we have planned for uh, uh, November. Anyway, from anything goes. I mean, we got another anniversary talking about, and maybe hopefully talk some more Marvel stuff, but. As now Chalice has triggered the commercial to play on the monitors inside the factory here. <laughs> I like that look. <laughs> even even the people who are controlling the commercial have had enough of the of this shit. How how are they not able to just turn it off? Or yeah. Pull the plug or something. Why are the robots not like running up there? And John Carpenter Productions, the monsters do not run. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, but the lightning effects, uh, the animation anyway, still holds up. And they're all bleeding orange juice. They're all vomiting orange juice. (laughs) When you're homesick, uh, this could look bad for OCP, Johnson. Yes, scramble the best spin team you've got. Maybe, did I mess that up once? I, I quoted saying, Scram are the best spin doctors you have. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call me baby, just go ahead now. <laughs> and if you would like to tell me maybe, just go ahead now. Huh. Hmm. Oh. Uh-oh. Stonehenge is very angry. Yep. He almost looks like rotoscoped there. A little bit. I think it's because of the flat background. And the dark suit. Yeah. That's dope. See, here's the funny part. If if little particles react like that, wouldn't that fucking stone go nuclear? And just eradicate the entire town? Like, atomize. Like, yeah. like worse than fucking... Ter- like, like, a void out from Death Stranding, where nothing is fucking... Matter and antimatter collide. 
Well, I don't think they have the budget to do that. They have stock footage. <laughs> this cuts the black, white, black and white uh, nuclear test footage. Well, no, instead we get a fucking styrofoam Cochrane who fades away. He's very happy before he dies. He's content because he knows he's won. He's I guess pull- it's, yes, it's blowing up right now, but I would have expecting for for just what one particle could, did. I would have expected more than an animated fire background. Yeah, a matte painting of animated fire. It's like an animated skybox on a PlayStation game. (laughs) (laughs) Whew, thank God we got away. Thank God nobody's giving us chase. Thank God you're not a robot. (laughs) He'd still sleep with her. Imagine what a robo-vagina can do. Oh, no. Or how about like he, they he could rip he, it off? He he's he's adjusting the tuner on the radio and then it starts coming out of Ellie's head. Like that's how the interference is. Her robot vagina would crush it like the fucking Terminator in a hydraulic pr- press. Oh, <laughs> she's zoned out. She's sick of this shit. Yeah, <laughs> sick of <laughs> all my bad jokes. I have. Uh oh. So you haven't realized she hasn't talked the entire time for like the past hour. Oh, that was close. Yeah. He was at that pole. <laughs> Simpson. Homer Simpson. Oof. Eek. Uh-oh. He's about to hit a, a chestnut tree. Crush. Ah! <laughs> hey, we timed that perfectly. Yes, we did. I hope all of you are synced up because that was actually pretty perfect. <laughs> uh, all right, that's creepy. Let me go around. Well, the trunk came open. Grab a tire iron. Oh. She's been disarmed. <laughs> I have to hand it to her. That was a way to get her, uh, a rise you out of her. have to hand it to her? <laughs> yes. I'm going to iron out these jokes here. Oh, you're really tired of it. Pow! Pow right in the kitchen. Ugh. Ugh. Oh! Huh. Now I'm giving you head. <sighs> they are pretty lame jokes, I will say that. Yeah. I'll cop to my lame yes. sex jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. I don't think you understand what you're dealing with. <laughs> the perfect organism. I can't say that you have much chances, but you have my sympathy. Please. No! Oh, it's because it's thing. <laughs> it's kind of like the hand in the first child's play when it's attacking the cop and <laughs> Chucky's yelling at his body to kill, kill him. Kill it! Kill it! Rip it! Throw it out! She really was armed and dangerous. And now we need a sequel where the arm finds a family. <laughs> because their son's head melted into bugs and snakes. <laughs> so it's looking for love. We have a montage of it just addicted to love. No, that's him addicted to love. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Spaghetti, you better start running. Whoa. I'm going out of focus there. Oh my god, just die already! No, no, that's like Chucky body trying to choke uh, him. Yeah. 
him in his corduroy pants. <laughs> Get a move on. <laughs> huh. Whew. All right. Faster! Drive faster! She drives so fast it speeds up. It speeds up the footage. Not another person. Whoa! Running up to me into my. I would suggest maybe changing locations for your business. The people, just random crazy people, going to be running out of the woods all the time. He always, yeah, he always just f- fucking crazy people running after him. Yeah, they come. Oh, they always come here. They always tell me that we're all going to die. Yeah. So who the hell does he call? Probably TV station. Yeah. But you got to think about, like, I guess. This is before cable and like Be generous letting those kids stay. Yeah, there's only probably like less than ten channels. Yeah, all right. So you have the three majors, PBS. But well, uh, that's PBS is nationwide, right? Yes. Okay. Some local stuff. I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. Like, all right, if he gets them off the major studios, major channels, I don't know what about. Uh, that's probably what all that it's going because it's worth worth the most money. Right. That maybe the smallest stu- uh, stations yep. can't afford to run their ads. Well, you never know. Cochran was very generous, so. Yeah. He want to have the biggest area to. Yeah, that's why he's willing to give away an entire order of masks for free. But you know, we have our Invasion of the Body Snatchers ending. tribute here. Dun, 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 dun. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So do you think he was able to stop it or not? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's the mystery that is all John Carpenter movies. Yeah, because all of his movies end on a cliffhanger. And that's Halloween 3. And unfortunately, it was not a... Success. Yeah. It's, its reputation has improved greatly throughout <laughs> the years. It's like, it, like, uh, like Cinema Snap had said, it's like a ghost story you tell around the fire, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm happy that it's found its audience years later. And it is unfortunate. Like, I, like I, I'm wondering the parallel Earth where this was a success, and what would happen afterwards? What will be the next Halloween movie after? If well, Carver- we, we wouldn't be talking about it probably. Cause no, we, Halloween wouldn't have been so defined by Michael Myers. I'm sure it would have came back to it eventually. Someone would have said, "Oh, it's an anniversary. Let's do another Michael Myers movie." Right, but it's also the same Earth that probably has Sylvester Stallone as the Terminator. David Warner as Freddy Krueger. <laughs> um, Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. But, okay, if you're doing your... if you're O.J. Simpson as the Terminator. It's that, in his original person timeline. he envisioned. Uh, because of him being a, a, a murderer. And he chases them in a Ford Bronco. <laughs> So when you're doing your Halloween marathons, do you skip this or not? Fuck no. I've told you this before. Yes. I watched I fucking watch this because I feel like it fits in because it's a Carpenter movie, it had it and made by the, you know, many of the original team, many of the key players of the original Halloween team. I I feel like it fits in, you know, visually, auditorily, 
tonally, so many things. And I personally feel that it is the perfect little break between the 10-year gap of Halloween's 2 and 4. Mm. So I watch it, you know, kind of get away from it just to make it feel like it's been a long time since something has happened. Mm. And then put on Halloween 4. And I love the way the two movies transition into one another. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it is a... It is an interesting movie. I think it does get a little slow near the end there, like when the second end of the third act, where it's just a lot of Tom Atkins running. In the credits there, Halloween Massacre by Don Post. You could, he still sells them. Yep. And they actually had to give that credit in Halloween 2018. Yeah. In the credits, Halloween 3 Mask by Don Post Studios. Filmed in Panavision. Animation. They're watching fucking Ralph Bakshi <laughs> <laughs> in the bar, of course. Should have been Fritz the Cat. It's, oh, my that's God. More, that's more in line with Dr. Challenge. <laughs> he is, he's the live action. He's Fritz Larry, the- Leisure Suit Larry, and Fritz the Cat rolled into one. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that is a good way of putting it. That it's like a nice palate cleanser before you go into Halloween 4 and, and the uh, it's, Thorn trilogy. Yes, it's a nice... And that's the interesting thing about the Halloween movies is that they've always been made in, like... You almost feel like they can be lumped into, like, bursts, you know? First, you have, like, two trilogies. You have the Carpenter trilogy, I call it. One, two, and three, where they were all, you know, made by Carpenter and the many of the original team. They have the similar look and feel in filmmaking because of many of Carpenter's filmmaking preferences. Mm-hmm. You know, shooting on thirty-five, anamorphic thirty-five, lighting, sound, the synthesizer, sound, Stella synthesizer, sound. Yeah, uh, operates yeah. all of them. Yeah, poor Ray Stella and the fucking bionic spine he must have. <laughs> for being, the panic, all the panic glide stuff. Being forced to carry a panic glide around his whole career <laughs> by John Carpenter. But then you have the Thorn trilogy where it's shot completely different in like 185 and just tells like a, another trilogy of stories. Then you have the, the like Mirror Max duology. duology. Duol- Is that what it's actually called? Duology? Well, uh, I think so. Duo of. Halloween H two O. I mean, Halloween I mean, like you have the Batman movies of the quadrilogy, so I yeah. don't know. Well, uh, all right, like the twenty year continuity where you have Halloween H two O and then Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> Did you retch a little bit little. while you said that? Then the Rob Zombie duo of movie movies, you know, those and, two. Uh, and now, and we now we're going to have the Blumhouse trilogy. Yeah, but yeah, so I really enjoy it. It is a nice. Uh, and this is something like okay. If you had a Halloween get together safely, not in the COVID times, this is what you could put on the background. Just let that be kind of background noise to a Halloween party, and I think everybody would enjoy themselves. I mean, as long as no kids running around and there's like boobies on screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a little questionable. That old man talks to the women like daddy. <laughs> he drinks the same things daddy drinks. <laughs> and he hit that woman with the tire iron like he does to me. <laughs> oh my god. When I ask him why he drinks and talks to all the ladies. He says it's because of me. It's because of me. Oh, my God. We're going to hell. Yeah. Uh, before we uh, condemn before ourselves. Before we go to hell. Yeah, before we get ourselves canceled even more, um, you don't have any social media, so. No, leave me alone. <laughs> all, all complaints, angry questions, death threats, please send to uh, uh, Twitter. Yeah, and I have now changed Tim's. my Twitter and my Instagram to be the same thing now, okay. so uh, so you can, I can be easily found and 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 yelled. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at this is Tim Rooney. Um, <laughs> it should be this is Tim Rooney. Direct all your hate this way. <laughs> uh, yeah, hashtag all your hate. Uh, like if you like the show and you wanna if you wanna prove to us that you've made it to the end of this podcast, uh, send you me a prove tweet. to us that we're not the worst people ever. A hashtag all your hate and responses, please. 
<laughs> I want to I want to have that experiment. If you made it to the end of the podcast, respond to me on Twitter at, at this is Tim Rooney with hashtag all your hate. I feel um, like we've just said, we've said worse things in previous ones. I don't. I know. have. I'm responsible for all oh, this. Yes. Stuff. Oh man, it's me just pulling on my sh- shirt collar the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, bullshit! It's you laughing along with it. <laughs> You, that, that, go- that makes me culpable. If I'm I go to hell, with- you're going with me. Oh pal. yeah, you're, you're you're dragging me to hell. Uh, but so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of One Good Scare, the commentary series. Uh, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get a podcast to help us spread the word so people can hear us tell more terrible jokes and bad puns all across the universe. Uh, Mike, I want to say thank you for taking nine, time out tonight to talk about Halloween 3. Thanks for having me, buddy. See you next month for Halloween 4. Yes, I hope everybody's has to say safe and happy and Halloween, happy Halloween. Uh, 2020. I hope we make the best of it. And come back next time. We can continue to talk about geek and pop culture. And we'll speak to you soon. And happy Halloween.